This is a Life School podcast, episode number 190. We all have those people in our life who just rub us the wrong way. But how are we supposed to deal with that? Ignore them? Avoid them? Or is there another way? Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath. How you feeling, brother? Did you, uh, did you do it? I mean, here we are. We're landing. This episode lands on uh, the end of a three-day weekend. Did you do anything cool this weekend? I didn't. Not much. I mean... You don't work for a bank. You're not. Off. No, you're just not the off new job. Yeah, Monday's my Monday's my jam. So, uh, yeah, well, how about and, you? Well, I'm living the dream. I never work. I mean, That's I just true. do this podcast once in a while, and you know, I'm pretty much every day. Still in your pajamas off. right now. Yeah, I totally. So you know, the grandkids. Come. No, it's a work day for me, brother. Always, <laughs> every day. It's all good. Hey, no. let's uh, let's call out one of our latest reviews from Julie fifty two eighty, who said, "I'm not a big podcast listener, but but." These Life School podcasts make me feel right at home. Easy to listen to, theologically sound, spiritually relevant, and the hosts have a sense of humor, too. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. I've learned a lot. A great addition to your personal Bible study or Sunday sermon. Oh, Thanks. Julie. Thanks. Thanks, Julie. 5280, wherever you are. <laughs> Appreciate it. Caesar, today we're talking about That's people. your birthday. It's May 2nd, 80. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Julie, come May 2nd. I'm just guessing. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she's 52, or, or I don't know. Maybe she runs a mile, 5,280 feet. Who knows? <laughs> hey, today we're talking about people in our lives that are just, sometimes can nag us and rub us the wrong way. And I know that we both Come on, have man. You love lives. everybody. Perfectly. Yeah. Perfect love. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I would say that I know that I have those people in my life. I know you have those people in your life just kind of rub you the wrong way. And I'd actually... You're sus- on that list when you're not around... <laughs> But I mean, I mean, when you're not around, you're on that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what are you saying, man? But I'm, I'm also assuming that every listener of the show probably has those people as well that just sort of, they nag at us, they nod at us. Uh, people we that- we kind of jokingly refer to them as the EGRs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the extra grace required people. Yeah, you need a little bit of extra. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people have heard that term. Others have not. Most people chuckle, yeah. chortle, you know. There's that humor again, Julie. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there are people, right? We all have them where it's yeah. just like, yikes. I don't, you know, like, does everybody get along with everybody? Yeah. They're the ones that, like, we accidentally. Did Jesus just hang out with everybody and loved it? Mm, <laughs> you know? I don't know. They're I the mean, ones you accidentally not invite to things. Like, oh, man, I thought you were on the list. and. Now you, you just lied. Yeah. Now you turned personal preference into down, outright sin. <laughs> My sin is exposed on the show. Uh, what would you say about that? I, mean, I know you have these people. Well, you know, I I have to wonder that, and I'm I'm sure I'm on a bunch of people's list of like this guy. He's an EG. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a pretty pretty strong drink there. Um, yeah, I I have to think that that that's pretty common. And I see it even in scripture, right? Cause you just see Paul not get along with Mark at some point, right? Sure. Sends him off. But then, you know, it's not like Mark is like a dirt bag. We never hear from again. He writes a gospel. Mm-hmm. Paul doesn't get to write a gospel, yeah, right? Exactly. And so I don't think it's uh, unusual. And I don't think it's even sinful where you just go like, you know, certain people don't, you know, I just don't necessarily get along with them. Now there are some people though, that are just difficult people. Okay. They are, you know, there's, we all have brokenness. We all have things in our life and some of them show up socially a lot more than others. Right. But there are definitely difficult people. Um, and you know, think about the people in your own life and figure out like, 
what is going on with them? Let, let me start off by saying, um, let me, I mean, there's probably more ways to categorize this, but let me, let me give you four types of difficult people. Okay. So at least as we unpack some of this today, we, we can kind of know where we're talking yeah, about. Exactly. So I think the first type of difficult people, and we've all experienced them are like bummers, you know, the, the downers in life. Yeah, man. You know, they're always something negative to say. Everything's a drag. They complain and critique and they judge and they're pretty hard to please. Hmm. They're just, they're bummers. I know some. Yeah. Uh, so that's one kind of a difficult person. Okay. Second is um, the know-it-alls or the, we'll call them the better thans. Okay. You know? They like to try and impress you. Uh, they'll name drop or they'll compare what they have or have done to everybody else. They always have a better story or a better way or answer for everything. They're kind of show-offs. Yeah, they wear me out. Kind of like that Brian Brian Regan thing about the guy who has the social <laughs> fantasy of he wished he was one of the people who had walked on the moon. So yeah, yeah. people start reeling out their stories. The one-upper. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. up it. Yeah. I walked on the moon, you know. <laughs> um, so the know-it-alls, right? The better thans. That's yep. another kind of, they're hard to deal with. Here's another one, gossips. Oh. They're often really passive aggressive. So you go, oh, you know, but the, but they may be quiet when you're when they're in a crowd. But then they have nothing good to say when they're you know talking about people behind their back. Hmm. And they can breed distrust and hurt in a community. Yep, they really do. It's just they're kind of silent when they're there, but then they're not. And it's yeah, yeah, they're tough stuff. Um, and then what I like to call the fourth kind of person that's kind of difficult to deal with i call them grenades <laughs> they're known for being explosive they're a problem uh they're just plain bossy they always want to have their way and they'll sort of maneuver everything and everybody to try to get it oh, okay okay now in a minute i'll talk about what motivates each of those four different people types those difficult people types yeah. like what motivates them to act the way they do what's going on in their hearts right so yeah so do you think that jesus you know he got to handpick his disciples and kind of had control over his schedule and that. Do you think Jesus actually had difficult people in his own life, or do you think that he didn't even think in terms like that because he, he viewed everybody as family? Yeah, like if you created everybody, they're all your kids. Yeah, yeah. can't be. Um, he, yeah, <laughs> I think he clearly did. I mean, mm. just if you just look at even the ones he picked, remember his dad gave him the list. Jesus went away and sure. prayed and said, hey, there's a whole lot of people hanging out. Who should I who should I pour into, right? Right. And that's, the father gave him the 12. And But you look at the list of who those are, they had to be the biggest bunch of hairballs to hang out with. You got a tax collector, so a, a Jewish guy who is sided with Rome, who's ripping everybody off, hanging out with a working class fisherman. And if hmm. you've ever worked with like longshoremen or dock workers, oh, they're, or rough. Even, yeah. they're rough, right? And then you got these brothers whose mommy is going to Jesus and asking them, you know, for like a favor for the, I mean, I'm thinking he had, there was plenty of EGRs. <laughs> they might have it might have been purposely a whole list of difficult people, you know, just to yeah. show you like, hey, watch what I'm going to do, right? Yeah. Um, you think about Luke chapter six. Jesus is taking a little Sabbath stroll with his disciples, and the Pharisees pop up out of the bushes, you know, and they accuse him of breaking the Sabbath by picking grain. Hmm. And Jesus doesn't get flustered, you know. He's not scared. He's he's he he handles it right because he is not really that worried about what other people think. That's not his focus. His dad sure. is, right? So that was another example in Scripture. Um, there's the time when Jesus uh, sort of ticks off all his old neighbors and friends from his hometown in Nazareth, and so they kind of they work it out. They're going to try to throw him off the cliff. <laughs> that, right? That's right. Like I've never, you know, I've had some things in community <laughs> go rough, bro, but no one's ever like thrown me off the garage, you know? So, <laughs> but... Um, so Jesus had that going on, right? Yeah. And he sees there's no reasoning with those people, so he just walks away. He mm. ignores it. He just, it's weird. He doesn't sit there and say, whoa, 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 I'm the son of man, son of God. Let's talk about this. Clearly, you're in the wrong. Sure. He just, he just 
he just pieces he just peace out the irish could advise it yeah yeah like you man he's just he's <laughs> gone yeah right um matthew 15 we we read about the the canaanite woman who you know sort of demands that jesus heals her daughter sure um and jesus says no but uh you know but then he's then he's moved by her her response of faith and he goes ahead and he heals her daughter so we can see that jesus kind of has an open mind even mm. with people that might at first like he's like i don't have time for this right yeah so when a difficult difficult people kind of show up in our world, we may think, "Oh, great, here we go again," or "Oh, I know how that this is always goes the same." But sure. try to keep an open mind. That's that's a little thing there. But but I guess yeah. To go back to your question, I think Jesus had plenty of people in uh, his sphere, <laughs> yep. not just in the twelve, but obviously people he was running into in the crowds and teachers of the law and all that stuff. Clearly. Sure. So one of the things, I love that you just unpacked the four, I mean, you gave four examples of, of types of people that come across different ways. And we often on this show talk about the thing behind the thing with issues, because, you know, whatever we see on the surface, something deeper is going on, right? So maybe we could take a chance at jumping through each one of these four different groups and mm. looking at what's going on, not only with them, but what also is going on in our own hearts when we find ourselves getting just completely annoyed with these folks. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Let's, let's start with those, that list of four yep. and what's going on. What's the thing behind the thing in their hearts. And then we'll, then we'll do a little surgery on our own. How about that deal? Okay. So the downers, the bummers, here's what I think is what's going on with people that are just kind of always a bummer. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're not believing that God is actually good. Like he always does and only does what is good and right and perfect. Sure. And they believe that he's not really running the world very well. And they secretly believe they could do a better job for themselves wow. and probably for you. Gosh. That's what's going on for people that are just always bummed. Cause think about it, especially if you're saying, Hey, this is a Christian and they're just always bummed. There's yeah. just no joy there. Well, God must just be doing a suck job. Yeah. He's just sucking it up. Right? You know? Never thought about that. Okay, uh, for the know-it-alls or the better-thans, they're not believing that God's grace is huge and it covers them. Mm. So when you don't believe in grace, like when you really haven't accepted God's unmerited favor, then you're constantly trying to prove yourself to others. You're trying to prove yourself to other people, you're trying to prove yourself to yourself. Watch how I look at me. I came off feeling pretty good there. Sure. Um, and in really, in baseline, what's really beneath that even is in some way they're even trying to prove themselves worthy of God's love. Like, look what I've gotten. Look what mm. I've finished. See, I did that. They didn't do that. That's why you're always one up in people. Hey, it's God's keeping score. Yeah. But God score. God's own son came yeah. and gave his life that we might be forgiven and eternally restored i mean yeah, wow. jesus re- redefined the scoreboard yeah, yeah so but if you don't believe in grace then you're gonna always try to be one up in everybody sure um the gossips again they don't believe that god is gracious and he's the glorious one he's the original he's the most glorious and that he loves them exactly as they are so they think they have to tear others down and then in that way it makes room for them to be loved hmm. by god or maybe by you yeah. So it's kind of a combination there of not really experiencing truly God's grace and that God's not the most glorious one like you are. It's like if I tear them down, I'll look a little better to you because you're glorious to me right now. Yeah. I need your approval, you know. Makes sense. And then the grenades, uh, you know, those people that are kind of known for blowing up and trying to get their way and everything, they're they're just not believing that God is great. And so therefore they don't have to be in control of everyone. They're trying mm-hmm. to be sovereign. And the reason they're exploding and getting angry all the time and flipping out is because they can't control everybody and every outcome and every political opinion. And so that's what's going on. Their sovereignty, yeah. <laughs> false sovereignty is being thwarted. Like, Hey, 
And so that's why they're grenades. They're always blowing up. They're angry because they don't believe God is great. And so they want to try to control everything just wow. in case. God probably needs my help here. Otherwise, there's no way Heath would be thinking this about that. Sure. Or we wouldn't be eating dinner this late. We would have eaten earlier. But, you know, it's like, yeah. boom, you know. Man, that makes so much sense. I've not thought about it in those terms before. Yeah. But there's always so something important. deeper going on. It's so important. because You're going to have these folks. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be your best friend. But but if we can start by going, hey, what's going on in their hearts that, yeah. in you know, connected to the gospel, then that's a good place to start. Sure. How do I deal with them, right? Well, then what would you say to us? Like, what is the thing behind the thing uh, for us when we're getting upset with loving these difficult people? Well, um, believe it or not, it's kind of a mixture of all of those same things. Huh. Like, like I'm when I'm getting upset with a person who is a grenade, Sure, like they're trying to control everything. It's because, wait a minute, I, they're trying to control everything? This We're at my house tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Or, listen, I made the dinner. This is what we're having. If it's too salty, it's not salty enough. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that might be going on. Um, but someone s- swings in and they had, they try to one-up everybody's story. Yeah. You're like, well, I was kind of just listening and I was being much more politer than that. But, uh, you know, look, look, I got one too. Right. Yeah. So, so like ultimately what's going on there is we're loving ourselves better than them in the moment. Hmm. The, the reason the EGRs, extra grace required people, uh, bug us. Yep. For whatever the four, you know, one of the categories they're in or whatever the reason is, is because the truth is we, we don't love them that much. We love mm-hmm. ourselves more. And so the things that they're doing that we are all guilty of at some point. Sure. There's not one of these four things that we've not done. Yeah, exactly. Or right? do constantly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or really often. Yeah. Um, the, the, then what's going on is we really don't love them that much. We love ourselves more. And so what we'd like to do is just, I don't want to have to show them grace. Sure. Like they got God's grace. That should be enough for them, you know? So I'll, you know, it'd be better is just to avoid them hmm. or, you know, it'd be better that, you know, to avoid, you know, I don't want to be gossiped about. I just want to hang out with a person that fixes sure. it instead of saying, Hmm, you know, at times I don't believe God's the most glorious one. And so I'll kind of try to prop, you know, sort of stack the deck a little and make myself look a little better. Or, yep. you know, I'll say something real. I'm pretty careful about it though. It won't come off exactly like gossip, but it'll make me look a little better. Hmm. because and I want them to think well of me, you know, because I want to serve them. Sure. You know, it's really because I want to help them. And it's it's all it's kind of BS, you know. So we're kind of guilty of all the same things. But the thing behind those things is we love ourselves and our glory a whole lot more than we love those people and want God to get the glory as he continues to redeem and restore them. Yeah. And guess how he's going to do that? How does God restore and redeem people and all their weirdness and brokenness? By using other people. Yeah, it's community. Yeah, like weird, broken people don't just wake up one day, boop, restored. Yeah. Like that, you know, no need to gossip anymore. My anger problem's fixed. I don't know what happened. I just woke up. <laughs> sure. How does it happen? It happens to people who will love and 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 help talk about their own belief and help, re- re- you know, remind them and restore them to the truth. Yeah. And then help them walk in light of that truth. I don't want to do that sometimes. That's why I love me more. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's good. That's what's going on there, man. All right, so you've given us a lot of uh, understanding, painted some great pictures about why people can be so difficult, and even what's going on in their hearts and our hearts, which I'm super grateful for. As we're finishing up today, maybe you could give us a few like practical, real-world things that would help us remember uh, as we go forward in dealing with difficult people. Well, I think baseline is... And I know everybody's listening to right now, and they're thinking about certain people. Sure. Right? There's certain people in their mind. You and I both have them. You know, it's just real. Um, don't try and change them. Try and understand people. 
Hmm. There again, that goes right back to what we started with trying to give you what's the thing behind the thing. Um, if you sit in a position of like, I want to, I want to change this person. I got to fix that. Right. Um, then you kind of have pitted yourself over and against their will. Think about that. Wow. And over and against their brokenness or their fear or their unbelief. And, you know, I'm just reminded, Paul tells us that our, our battle is not against flesh and blood. Hmm. You're right, man. Right? So don't try to change people. Try to understand them. And if possible, when appropriate, in the right settings, try to help them see the truth behind whatever it is that they're flipping out on and, and, and move from unbelief to belief or some lie they're believing about another person in community or about you, and that's what's you know causing them to do that. Try to, try to understand them and then try to help them move to belief. And let the Spirit of God work in that. That's good. But I have to say this too. There is a caveat. If things don't start to get better or a person just won't receive that ever, and you've like taken them aside, you've been gentle with them, you've not just tried to, you know, blow their doors off sitting there, you know, in, in front of a whole bunch of people. If, if that person is toxic or they're physically dangerous even, then you're going to need to help them n- not participate in certain things or activities with the family, sure. you know, capital F family. Um, at least until things change. And I can tell you, we've had people that are just, they were just toxic and weird and argumentative. And after loving on them hard and treating them like family and talking to them about it, we had to invite them to not participate, say in family dinner night anymore. Hmm. Hey brother, I just going to invite you to not come back until this and this changes. Yeah. Now I still want to hang out with you. Let's, I want to keep going to the gym or let's like, you know, we still got scar theology, but this environment, I don't know, man, it's flipping your you know, switches and you're not, it's not getting better. It's not working. I've also been in situations where had, uh, I remember one, one in particular, there was a, a pretty broken young man in the community. And whenever I was around, not around, like I'd be out of town or I wouldn't be at a, you know, family dinner night or somewhere out serving or just, you know, game night or whatever we're doing. This person would always pick a fight with another guy. Like, like he was trying to be the alpha male or something. Huh. They, and they would, they would always, I mean, I get a text every time, hip, so-and-so, boom. I don't know why he went up and pushed so-and-so in the chest out of the blue, but it was because he was talking to this girl and, you know, right. and so we eventually had to say, hey, brother, um, you, you know what? You, you don't get to come to family dinner night anymore. Hmm. Not until this and this changes. And a couple things happened. He got really upset. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. like, oh, I'm really, really sorry. So, yeah. He got really upset and kind of just like ghosted us for a couple months. But then little by little, you know, he kind of started coming by the house because we never said, hey, you're, you're, you're out of the family. Sure. It's just, you know, think about parenting, right? And with kids, yeah. if the, you know, if you're, if you're one, one child, your son is like clobbering his little sister with a car in the head. After enough times of talking about it, you just take the car away. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not, not like I that. hate you or you're not my son or she's not your sister, but the car gone. You sure. lost that privilege. And so we had to do that. But then eventually, you know, through hanging out and still being like family, he sort of started kind of and worked his way back into community with folks. Mm. But then he kind of started flipping out again and eventually just he moved away. Oh, you know? yeah. But that's so that's that that's just the reality of that part of that story. But what did happen in the community with everybody else is they were grateful because they felt protected. Sure. So instead of this sometimes violent person just popping off all the time, especially when I'm, like I wasn't around and I don't know why that was, maybe just because he respected me or something. Sure. But um, everybody, you know, especially the the sisters in the community, they were feeling a little freaked out by it. He's always kind of hitting yeah. on him. He was a little weird, you know. And sure. They felt so protected. 
and they were they were glad that it wasn't like you know you oh, you blew that guy's doors off man you reduced him to ashes like no loved the guy yeah he gets to choose now what he does with that hmm. but they felt super protected you just you just didn't let it go on so you gotta remember you know don't try to change people try to understand them but if they are toxic or dangerous or harmful with their words and actions and they're not listening then you you know and even if they're a believer, then, you know, what does it say in Matthew? Like, treat them like an unbeliever. Yeah. What's that mean? Treat them like, like a broken, damaged brother or sister needs a lot of love. But you don't just let people keep hurting others. Sure. You, get, you have to move them off of that. So I love that, man. You've given us so much already. I'm going to ask you for three more things. Well, I'm going to summarize, but, you know. <laughs> the big three. <laughs> the big three. You get those for free, the free download, which is just the three takeaways we want you to leave with, even right now. You get it for free by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 190. Caesar, what would you say the big three are for this week? Number one, remember, it's not your job to try and label and then fix everyone that you experience as difficult. Okay. Because the people that you experience as difficult, they everybody else might go like, no, I don't see any issues. So it could just be a, a you thing, right? You sure. Know? Um, who knows? You may be the difficult person on someone else's list. Um, <laughs> God is great, and you don't have to be in control. Seek to understand them, what they're going through, why they are the way they are, why they respond a certain way in a certain situation, and then look for ways that you can serve this person Okay. right then in the moment or later on so that you can show them the value that you're placing on them, and, and ultimately you're mirroring how God sees them. Sure. Because God sees us in our broken state and loves us completely and he served us when we were yet sinners to point of death yeah so you know you know you want to turn something around with people don't label them try to fix them serve them mm. and and watch watch what happens to their hearts that's beautiful okay second of the big three um difficult people present their need for the gospel really clearly you know what i mean yeah. like in other words if they're consistently kind of popping off in the same way and kind of getting on your last nerve and everybody else is the same way they've made it pretty obvious what their gospel need is yeah and that's what we're all in this for discipleship which is the process of helping people move from unbelief, unbelief to, to belief, belief right so yeah. so i say don't don't you know feel like oh man there's that gal again and she's all you know it's like hey sure. thanks for making your gospel need really clear so when you listen and ask good questions and seek to understand the thing behind the thing yep. that we were talking about guess what it's always a gospel issue that leads to you know any of us being either difficult or argumentative or sure. broken or whatever it's always a gospel issue something we're not believing about god and about ourselves so what are they believing and not believing about you or this community or themselves or god right now yep and how could you help them to see and understand the truth mm -hmm. love that man that's your goal it's so simple if you're actually paying attention right yeah <laughs> number three um seek to have your own heart in a place of love before attempting to deal with a difficult person so, you know, if, if people can just tick us off and you, or really even hurt, be hurtful uh, before you address it or before you try to, you know, help or protect or whatever, um, check your own heart. Try to get in a place of love before addressing it. What's your motive for wanting to address this person hmm. and, and how you're experiencing them? Is it focused on their good and God's glory or primarily on yourself and how you want to run things mm -hmm. or how you want the night to go or the event to go or the evening to go or whatever. Sure. Often when we take the time necessary to gently address a person in a way that they can hear from us and receive something uh, and it's helpful, a bond of trust is built that can change how they act and how they respond to us and how we then respond to them. Yeah. So, you know, check your own heart before going in there. Good words, man. Really good. Thank you for that. Yeah, man. All right, you get those big three, again, by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 190. 
Uh, we'll get those right away to you. And if you haven't joined us in our Facebook group, go ahead to the search bar, type in Life School Podcast. You know what I'm loving about the Facebook group? Yeah. We're getting a lot of good show ideas. Yeah. From, you know, when, when, you, when, you, when you request to be a member, you know, just ask you a couple of questions. One is like, what do you want us to talk about? You know? Yeah. But even beyond that, people are just bringing up great stuff yep. and getting to kind of help us pre-flush out what's going on, what are the handles, you know. Yeah, of kind of reading the temperature of where people yeah, are wanting to go. I'm loving it. So yeah. I'd love to have more people in there with us. Join us. Hey, next week, we're talking about Friendsgiving. There it is. Friendsgiving. As Thanksgiving's upon us, uh, we want to show you some simple ways to be a blessing in the lives of those who might need a place at your table. Um, ultimately, it's a place at God's table, right? Yeah. It's season. a beautiful thing, and it'll be a good discussion. And I think it'll actually push on a few people's comfort zones a little. Yeah. But we'll sure. help you through that. <laughs> We've got a special guest, the ever-elegant Hina Kalinowski, will be joining us for, for uh, That's right. the best cook. My wife is, yeah, she's definitely legit the queen of hospitality and yeah. making people feel awesome. So we'll have her on and yeah, she'll, she'll help us stuff as well. sort that out for Friendsgiving. We might even talk about turkey. I love turkey, please. It's so good. <laughs> does trip to fin affect you at all? You get the turkey sleep? Yeah, they say it does. But when you're, when you so overeat, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be whatever you're overeating. It's like, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Join us next week for that. Thanks for being with us today. If you want more information on our podcast, you can get it by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.